the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Grace and peace to you, and welcome to Reaching for Real Life Radio with Sean Azaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. A church that exists to help people like you find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. That's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. And today we continue in the series called Fear Not that was recorded in the peak of COVID 2020, 2021, the pandemic, the elections, the riots, the economic meltdown. What a fear fest. Well, what if God has a different way for us to navigate our situations that would give us hope and strength to overcome? ReachingForRealLife.org has this full message, sermon notes, and series available for free. If you feel led to bless this listener-supported radio ministry, then please do so today. There's a place to give at ReachingForRealLife.org. The message today is called Learning to See. It's in the series called Fear Not. Pastor Sean starts off in Matthew chapter 6 and then Hebrews 11. It's time for Reaching for Real Life Radio. Remember last week we learned the beginning of my fearlessness is learning to trust his faithfulness. And I don't know how much more faithful or what, what somebody could do to prove themselves faithful than rise from the dead. Okay, remember the angel's kind of statement. He is not here, he is risen, just as he said. If you can't trust that guy, to be who he said he was, and to do what he said he can do, then okay, you're never going to trust anybody. God revealed that he gave victory over death. And that is a huge, that understanding, that recognition, that paradigm is huge in helping us deal with the issue of fear. Now, I want to show you a quick movie clip. A great little movie called The Tale of Despero. That's about a little mouse who refuses to approach life like everyone else. And because of it, he becomes a bit concerning to those around him. Take a look. February 1 doesn't scurry. February 3 didn't cower. Didn't cower, didn't cower, wouldn't scurry. Oh, here's one. Drew pictures of cats on his notebook. No. Cats? I can't imagine. I'm afraid so. Named it Fluffy. Oh, I had no idea. Dear, I... Oh. Despero. Yes, sir? Yeah, come in, please. Despero, why do you think you're in school? To learn? To learn, yes. yes. To learn what? To learn... How? To be, be, uh, be a mouse, sir. That is correct. And you can't be a mouse if you don't learn to be afraid. Oh, Despero, this, there's so many wonderful things in life to be afraid of if you just learn how scary they are. Yes. Yes, sir. How about his brother? His brother? What about him? Yes. Is he, you know, timid? Oh, yes. Yes, very timid. As timid as the day is long. Good, good. Sometimes they just need to see the older ones do it. No one starts out afraid. Understood. Of course. 
You coddle that boy. That's no. the problem. Yes, you do. No, no. Yes, you do. You've been doing it for years. He's not going to be afraid unless you allow him to be afraid. Free will teach you. See, when that movie was made, that was meant to be funny. People aren't sitting, you, we're not supposed to be sitting and like half our crowd going, oh yes, that principle's right. Mm, that's very, that's good advice. We have a problem, and, and it's, it's snowballed in the last number of years, hasn't it? This idea of fear becoming, but not just becoming maybe a good, cautious approach in some people's minds, but becoming like, the only responsible choice, be afraid always of everything. That's messed up. Being afraid has never been, been a virtue. And yet we are turning it in our culture right before our eyes into a, a virtue. And it's messed up. This last year sent it into hyperdrive. I mean, it was like turbocharged the whole fear thing. It was a massive fear fest, wasn't it? Now, let me just say before I even get into that, if I do my job right today, okay, because of the nature of fear, because of the nature of people, if I do my job right today, I am going to offend pretty much everyone in one way or another. Just plan on it. And by the way, I just want to say right up front, if by, for some reason I don't offend you, it wasn't intentional. So I, I just want you to know, I tried, I was there. If I left anybody out, I, I didn't mean to. See, what we're going to talk about today is fear of the future. It's fear of the future, which is most fear, right? Not a lot of us afraid of what's, what can't happen anymore because it's in the past. Fear of the future. And understand something. It hasn't happened yet because it's the future. And do you realize most of the things we fear that are in the future, which are most of the things we fear, never happen. And if you look back in your life, if you could have a little diary of all your fears that took up your time, your energy, your thoughts, your worry, if you could have a diary of all of them and go through them, you would realize, wow, did I waste a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of thought on things that never happened. And this last year was a fear fest in my, in my lifetime that I've never seen anything like it. It was unprecedented. When the coronavirus first began to move and emerge and became kind of kind of got on most of our radars, it began with some what proved to be wildly inaccurate and highly publicized estimates that had everybody terrified. Oh my gosh! This is way worse than any plague that has ever crossed the face of the planet. We're all going to be gone. This is a population thinning event. That is the way this was presented to us. And you remember something that was so unthinkable and unprecedented, I never experienced it. We did lockdowns. I mean, lockdown. Remember six weeks to flatten the curve? Wasn't that cute? Six weeks to flatten the curve. But we did it. We all dutifully did it. We did church online. Way to go, you guys, that you stuck with us through church online. You know, it's hard preaching just to an empty room. I just want to tell you that, okay? Maybe some guys can do it really well. I'm not one of those guys, okay? Because I like people. I have fun with y'all. But six weeks to flatten the curve, and there are places that are still 
in the United States only coming out of the lockdowns. It's still very severely minimized capacity and people just living a life that is a shell of its former, of their former existence. We were told at the beginning of this, no, 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 you don't even wear masks. No, no, we've never. We're never, we, we've never in our history, anything that's come across, no, you don't need to go around wearing masks. Dr. Fauci told us that. And then he said, ha, psych, I just keep playing. <laughs> no, you better get a mask, or maybe two. Three is a better idea, three. Since all they are is basically cut up T-shirts with strings on them, but do three, do three. Three is better. It's almost as if someone realized, wait a minute, whoa, 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 masks remind everyone that we're in a crisis. And a great principle of certain kinds of leadership is never waste a crisis. It's amazing what people let you do if you convince them we're in a crisis. They'll give up all kinds of freedom. Just keep the crisis going. Crisis is big business. There's good money in crisis. What killed me was there were a lot of doctors and, I mean, nationally recognized people, Stanford, Oxford, Harvard, who said this is a ridiculous approach and a huge overreaction. And do you know what? They were suppressed. I always thought, I always thought when I went to the doctor and I got a diagnosis, it was a good idea to get a second opinion. Second opinions became unwelcome. No, 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 no. We don't want second opinions. We have the opinion. I know there are doctors who disagree, lots of them. But no, 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 no. Listen to the science. Which scientists? The science that we say. Listen to the doctors. Which doctors? The doctors we want you to listen to. Hello. I mean, this is really, and, and thinking people are just going, are you serious? I, I want to do whatever I can to help. I want to I be responsible. I want to help our, our culture, our nation, our world walk through this thing. But it's like we can't even have a conversation. Social media, you quote one doctor, eh, misinformation. He's a doctor. And by the way, doctors, please forgive me for a moment. You guys are awesome. We're so thankful for you, but you're not infallible. You know that. All the good doctors I've ever had know that. So they welcome second opinions, unless they disagree with them, which is just like preachers. We're all the same. (laughs) I love second opinions unless they disagree with me. But this isn't new. This isn't like, oh, this, this just took it and, and, and accelerated it probably 20 years in one year. It's not new. Safety, we've always been freaked out about safety. You know, I, I, I love car safety. I wear seat belts, you know, um, car seats. I think they're a great idea for little kids. But as, as my kids were growing up and the age and the height and everything kept increasing for where you had to have your kid in a car seat. Until you got some 15-year-old kid there sucking on a juice box in a car seat. He's like, Mom, he's going to the acne doctor. Mom, am I going to have to use a car seat when I take my driver's test next week? I don't know, son. Put your helmet back on. There's some moms offended right now. I told you. That's for you, ladies. Okay, now this, I guarantee I'm going to offend just about everybody with this one. You've got to understand, we're again in the midst of this conversation about a gun regulation and gun debate, right? We got real quiet in the room. <laughs> Car seats are funny, aren't they? <laughs> no, the gun debate, you realize, and, and, you know, either side of this debate is basically kind of fear-based. 
whether you are hoarding ammo because you're afraid the government's going to take your guns or you're screaming loudly because you don't want law-abiding citizens to have guns like the Constitution allows because you're worried about law-abiding citizens when you can make everything that's ever happened with a gun, all these crimes, all these things, they're all against the law already. So make another law. Then the person goes, oh, no, 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 I won't do that now. One law I'll disobey, two laws maybe, but now there's three laws. No, I'm not doing it. And understand, our, our, our tension on this is basically fear-based. I'm afraid the government's going to do this. I'm afraid other people are going to do this. And it's, it's all over. And understand, when it comes to safety, sickness, things like this, you do know we're all going to die, right? I mean, this is not news to anybody in the room. This is really important, you know, to borrow the line from the movie... Braveheart. Every man dies, but not every man really lives. And it's like this idea of fear steals your life. And let's take a quick minute to remind you you're listening to Reaching for Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro, a listener-supported ministry of River City Community Church in this message called Learning to See. It's in the series called Fear Not, which is available right now on the sermon page at reachingforreallife.org. And while you're there, if you've been blessed by this teaching, your gift of any amount helps this radio ministry continue to help others. Just find the Donate tab at reachingforreallife.org. And in fact, your gift of any amount will get you the latest book from Pastor Sean Azar. 302 Books, a division of Salem Media Group, presents A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life, Rediscovering the Gift of the Spirit, authored by Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Growing up in and around Pentecostal churches, I really learned to appreciate the role of the Spirit in the life of the believer. But I also saw what I considered to be imbalance and excess in some of our churches when it came to how we taught about the infilling. Now available at Amazon.com, Sean Azaro shares his most requested teaching and radio broadcast series in a devotional form, encouraging you to embrace the Spirit-filled life. I wrote in a devotional style to encourage readers to examine the Scripture with fresh eyes and make room for the Lord to speak about the role of the Spirit in our lives. The goal of the whole book is to simply make you hungry for more of the Spirit. Order your copy of A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life by Sean Azaro today at Amazon or reachingforreallife.org. And now back to the message Learning to See. This is Reaching for Real Life Radio. We all should use wisdom. We all should. It's good to plan. It's good to prepare for things. But fear is different. It steals from us. The political divide, you understand the political divide. We talk about it like there isn't a subject that doesn't get politicized. Masks became political. Lockdowns became political. Vaccinations became political. Hair color became, well, not yet, but that's coming. Because here's the deal. Either we are afraid that the government is going to take everything from me, or we're afraid that the government's not going to take care of me. I want bigger government. I want more government because I need them to take care of me. I want less government because I don't want them taking anything from me. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be involved in these policy discussions. I'm not saying there's not types of government that work better, that work better with human nature. I, I, I absolutely believe that. But understand why we're so violent in these political divides. Fear. Fear is the root. That's why we're so crazy in this divide. I already talked about parents with kids a little bit, but let's talk about them more. You know, we talk about the helicopter parents, right? And that's not just elementary school. That's not just 
junior high and high school. No, no, colleges are having to deal with it. I read a few years back, some corporations have to have departments because kids come out of the college, their parents are involved in their contract negotiations and things. <laughs> That's messed up. But it's, it's happening. And we're fearful about it, their education, their activities, their diet. And I, we should be involved. We should be intentional. We should be good parents. But at some point, we've got to let them experience life and let them take risks and let them experience failure. Because that's part of life. Some of the best things I ever learned were through, through failures. Oh, that didn't work. I've narrowed down one more thing that doesn't work. I'm getting closer. Diet, oh my gosh. The diet thing is the thing, what, what does it gain you versus what does it cost you? Are there more health problems caused by not eating organic vegetables or by stress, because of stressing over not eating organic vegetables? Which causes more, like, real heart problems? We're obsessed with minimizing risk, insurance, prevention, protection. Went to a, a, a deal a few years back, and I heard from a human resources person from a particular corporation. And they were a consultant, and they were telling all the things that could go wrong as an employer and all these things. And as the kind of conversation went on, I became more like, what am I doing? Why would I ever employ people? I went up to this consultant afterwards and I said, I said, thank you. I'm going to now quit my job and fire everyone else first as an act of, as a mercy killing for our staff. But you understand, it was an awesome presentation. I finished that presentation. I was terrified of being an employer and all the bad things that can happen. And I knew how much I needed to pay this lady to get, you know, to help me. She created the need that I didn't know I had before I went in there. That's what fear does. And we got to get a handle on this stuff. I just want to say one thing. Um, no, I'm going to say a lot of things. But before I kind of move in, because we're going to get to the scripture here. If you have your Bibles, why don't you turn to Matthew 6. But before I get there, I, I want to tell you, wise people are very cautious and wary of the news media. Seriously, you, you need to know this. I mean, this is one of those things where, where I've watched people become so obsessed and understand something about news media. They get us to tune in the same way that consultants got me to tune in. They make you f afraid. A crisis is so good for news media. And, and folks, media, it's, we're so divided. It's like we're hearing totally different narratives about what's happening in the world. You need to know that media has zero problem. D do some research on this. Here's, here's what you need to do. You need to make sure you are meeting, it, wherever you are in the political spectrum, read and listen to the other guy's media as well. And then go try to research. It's hard. It's hard to find unbiased, factual information. But do yourself a favor and do this. And you're going to find Holy cow, I don't care if you listen to left-leaning media, which seems to be the broader majority, or right-leaning media, which is a smaller group. I don't care what you listen to. You're going to find, oh, they told this story, and they told it from one perspective. And sometimes there's downright deception, just outright lies. A lot of times it's just, oh, but they left out half the story. What they said is kind of true, but it's not all that's true. And they left out the entire, another, another whole perspective that would, when you're trying to make decisions, when you're trying to decide, 
how to live, how to do life with people, how to vote, how to do business, that other information would have been helpful. Do yourself a favor. Try to find as neutral a source as you can. You, gotta, you, you really, if you want to kind of know what's going on, you've got to get outside of your circle. Your Twitter feed it will lie to you. Okay? You just need to know that. And you've got to go and you've got to listen to other people. So that was free. That wasn't even part of the message. I mean, it is because I penciled it in on my notes. So. Matthew 6, beginning of verse 25, Jesus gives us, I think, a biblical seminar on how to approach the future. He really does. This is a beautiful passage. It's one of my favorites. And yet it's radical. If you really understand, Jesus isn't just being colorful here. Jesus isn't careless with his words. He means what he says. What I'm going to read to you today from our Lord, he means it. This is the one who created all things. He was there at creation. Nothing was created without him. This is the one who was crucified on our behalf and then rose from the dead and sits at the right hand of the Father. He knows what the heck he's talking about. Trust him. This is a kind of this part of the center part of the Sermon on the Mount. It's just beautiful, but don't let it just be some beautiful poetic kind of words or beautiful imagery for you. Listen to the hard reality of these words. Beginning at verse 25, Jesus says this, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You have little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans, the unbelievers, run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let me pray for us. Lord, I thank you for your word. So powerful, so, <clears throat> so direct, and so beautiful, so convicting. I pray that we'd hear you. I pray that we'd let your spirit do his work and that we would have the courage to follow in obedience as you lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. A couple things that stand out. Do not worry about your life. Here's another way to say that. Do not fear. Fear not. Stop and think about it. When we talk about the faces of fear, we talk about worry. It's one of those. Fretting. In other places, do not be anxious don't be anxious. Anxiety is kind of this obsessing and this fear that kind of, sometimes anxiety can get to where there's a low-grade fear that we're not even really consciously thinking about right now. It's just we got enough of them 
that they kind of just are always there and our body's humming at a different pace because of anxiety. Stress, physical manifestation of the fear and the worry. Jesus says, do not worry about your life. That is a command. Oh, Jesus, like I can help it. I mean, Lord, I watch the news and, and then I just worry. Turn the news off. Oh, but then I won't know what they said. It's killing you. Seriously, some of us need to turn the news off a little bit. We need to not be so addicted. And I think it's good to be informed. So I know, I realize that this is like a very difficult position we find ourselves in. I want to be informed. I want to know what's happening in the world. I want to know where people are. And yet, I don't want to sit and freak out every time I watch a half-hour news program or I read a website or a newspaper. Jesus says, do not worry about your life. In other words, do not fear. And then he tells us why we can do that, why that is reasonable, why this is a wise and reasonable course for thinking people. He says, you have a father who loves you and promises to care for you. Seek him and his kingdom. Remember what he says? Your father knows what you need. You don't have to be afraid. Look at the birds. Father feeds them. Don't you think he'll do that for you? Your heavenly Father knows you need them. He's not saying, oh, you're so unspiritual for worrying about those things, about thinking about those things. No, what he's saying is, don't worry about it because I got you. I got you. I take care of birds and flowers, and they're beautiful, but they're here today, gone tomorrow. I love you. You're my children. I gave you my name. I filled you with my spirit. I'm going to take care of you. You have a Father who loves you. That's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Reaching for Real Life Radio. And if you'd like to hear this full message in the series called Fear Not, it's available right now on demand at reachingforreallife.org. And we'd also love to hear from you on our Contact Us page. Or even better, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Find the Donate tab at reachingforreallife.org. But of course, you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park, right next to the Real Life Amphitheater. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262. As Reaching for Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. And we hope you join us again next time as you travel the road to real life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.